Mortals, mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. shows Blake and I were talking yesterday and he surprised me a little bit he thinks this LSU game with A&M will be close Blake explain that um Bill have you seen has anybody seen LSU play defense neither have I because <laughs> they don't play any so, right <laughs> they, don't, they don't play any so look I Bill, I'm just being as cautious as I can be because I don't know what defense will show up. Now, I know the offense will show up. I know that Jane Daniels will go off in the last game that he will have in Tiger Stadium. The problem is, Bill, is that even last week versus Georgia State, even with that, Bill, they should have scored 21 points on you. Oh, well, you didn't. You know, oh, well, he didn't score in the second half. I don't care. Bill, they're not changing anything schematically. It looks like Matt House has one foot out the door and good on him. But, you know, Bill, the the argument is is that LSU doesn't have the personnel, which is fine, and I will will entertain the argument. What I'm not going to do, Bill, is when you're running an odd man front and you're running the same thing schematically and you saying it's personnel and you change up nothing. Newsflash. Bill, I'm just going to throw this out here. Okay, now that we're at the end of the year. Harold Perkins has no business in the slot covering a receiver. Okay? I mean, that that is going to be my biggest gripe the entire rest of the non-playing portion of the year going into next year. Bill, what's he doing in the slot covering the corner? I mean, being a corner? Because that's what he is on paper. What is he doing? I, I, I don't get it. Is Matt House gone, you think? I would be shocked if he wasn't. Um, now, <laughs> I we I have not personally seen Brian Kelly during coaching changes, but he somewhat defended him, saying, you know, like, well, we, we have some personnel issues, we have some injuries, but that doesn't, Bill, again, it doesn't change what they're doing schematically because here's the truth. Now, next year, Bill, they're not going to be the same nowhere close, I don't think, 
to where they are offensively next year where they are this year. You can't you're not gonna get there, right? But they got so much depth along the offensive line, receiver, tight end, and I think Garrett Nussmeyer can do some really good things. I don't necessarily think Bill that they quote unquote slow down. I still think they're gonna be really good offensively, right? But defensively they have not they're not there yet. Now Brian Kelly came in here with 36 scholarship players, and they got bailed out of last year, last year, Bill, because, quite simply, you were able to go in the portal and get four seniors in your DB room, and they all started. So you got bailed out there. Um, these young guys are, are getting reps. They're getting better. But schematically, the way that LSU is constructed does not deal with what, what Matt House wants to do. So – do I think he's out of there? Yes. Would I be ultimately surprised, Bill, if he wasn't? No. But this is well past, you know, Polini, our boy Bo. This is well past how bad that's been, without question. It, it's it's well past bad uh, with Matt House. Blake, has there been any talk? I might just be out of the loop on Jaden Daniels as far as the postseason. In reference to him playing in the bowl? Yes. Um, talked to his camp. They said that, uh, I, I'm going to use cleaner language. Jane does what he wants when he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if he wants to play the bowl game, he's going to play the bowl game. There's nobody that's going to tell him otherwise. So, uh, I don't know that though, Bill, because now he's staring a top 10 pick in the face. Um, but here's something that's interesting. Talking to his family last night, him and Bryce Young are actually really good friends, believe it or not. And Bryce Young played in that bowl game a year ago. It would not shock me in the slightest, Bill, that this kid played. No, there hasn't been any talk about him in the postseason, um, but it would not shock me if he did. It's all over social media. I might as well bring it up regarding the A&M game. Do we know if Evan Stewart's playing in that game and then part two there, it's being rumored that he's going to be available to be poached? Yeah, Bill, I I started last yesterday. We had, had somebody on our board ask, you know, hey, there's some rumblings out of A&M that Evan Stewart quit yesterday. Um, and so I started digging around. Nobody would confirm on the A&M side, at least to us, that he's no longer there. Uh, but they said that they do not believe that he was at practice. So if that's the case and he wasn't at practice, um, well, then that game gets a lot better for, for LSU. But, Bill, he's going to – I mean, he can go into the transfer portal and ask whatever he wants. <clears throat> So I, I do believe that um, he is going to enter at minimum entertain the idea. But here's another thing: A and M can pay what they want to get him to stay. So we'll see. I, I just I think for some of these guys, Bill at A and M, unfortunately, they're going to get poached, right? And I think that they're well. I don't think there are already people trying to post what they have along the defensive line. And quite honestly, that is the best unit. In my opinion, Bill, of any unit, 
I know that LSU has receivers. I know you can talk about Georgia DB room. The best unit in, in college football to me from top to bottom is that A&M defensive line. They're their second in the country in sacks. They send less pressure than anybody in the country, okay, in the P5, especially in the SEC. I think some of those guys are going to get pushed because of how good they are. They are the most dynamic unit I think I've seen on film this year. Um, so, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see how many of those guys get poached. I think Evan Stewart is on the top of most people's list if, if he were to get into the portal. I knew this would come up. Noel Kev up in Chicago says, guys, I know we're talking football, but ask Blake Let what's me... going on with Angel Reese and Kim Mulkey. <laughs> I ain't asking her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking her. Last time somebody – I mean, look, now the, the reporter that asked has had a history, Bill, of uh, skeptical questions. I'll leave it there. But um, she said that we're not privy to the information. Bill, this is clearly a locker room issue, okay? Something happened in between that Kent State game. She got set down at halftime. She didn't come back in. Kentari Poole also has been very limited in her uh, uh, availability. With that being said, something happened in the locker room. I think that she is serving a two, three, four game suspension, and I think we'll see her back after Thanksgiving. I mean, last year, Jay Johnson, late, what was the SEC tournament? He benched uh, Tommy Tanks. He did. And then remember, Bill, that the rumors swirled that Tommy Tanks, I mean, we could talk about it now, was out partying. Wasn't true. <laughs> but Tommy Tanks had a separated shoulder. <laughs> right? I mean, my man was hurting. So, look, there are just some things I think is going on there that they're working out. You know, I – People are saying she's suspended indefinitely. Kim confirmed that she is not suspended indefinitely. She said there's some things going on. We're working through them. She's still at practice every week, every day. So I'm going to leave it there. But I, I mean, but I do not think it's as bad as some have, have made it out to believe. Now, here's the truth. Now, she ain't even the best player on her team no more. And I think that that has something to, something to do with it. They had a freshman score 42 points or something the other day, right? Bill, Michaela Williams, yes. She is insane. She, I mean, look, th- she can hit you from three. She, you know, the, the moves that she has in the open court, what she, the, the handle that she has, I mean, it's, I, I've never seen, I've never seen this in women's athletics, I'm being honest. But, you know, the people in the bayou are kind of, she, they said that she is Serena Williams with a basketball. I mean, but she really is. I mean, that she is that just – she's different. You know, and, and some, uh, I think last Friday, Bill, a week ago today, or West Wednesday, whenever it was, got to take my son to go see her up close and personal. You know, got to go see the women. And he was excited. And, and Bill, being able to just watch her multiple times, she is just – she is so good. <laughs> she is so stinking good. Blake, a couple items before we let you go. Rod, a Buckeye in Texas wants to know, is there any name or names for defensive coordinator at LSU, if indeed that is the outcome? Um, none, Bill, at the current moment. Um, I do think that there won't be any expense not given, okay? Um, I do think that Blake Baker at Missouri's name constantly comes up. I don't know if that is something that LSU will look at 
But, Bill, I, 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 you know, look, I don't think, and you, you would know this better than I do, I don't think Clark Lee's getting fired. But, Bill, anybody you talk to around here said, ha, continues to have his name coming up. I don't think he's getting fired at Bandy. Not okay? this year, no. That being said, Bill, I've heard his name over the last two weeks at least six or seven times. Hey, I don't a, buy, I'm not buying it. Not but, yet. no, there's no, no real name. No, he's a brilliant defensive coordinator. You and your thoughts on that Michigan-Ohio State outcome? Well, Bill, believe it or not, Ohio State's 84th in the country in rush offense. Now, we're going to do Rafino and Joe show today at 9 a.m. if you want to tune in. Bill, right when you get off air, we'll be going live. Um, I, I'm going. On, I'm leaning Ohio State. I, I flipped my pick here. I, I just think that, look, I, I picked Ohio State to get into the playoff, and I'm not going to change my pick here. I think that they're a little bit more tested in reference to this year. Throwing the football, they've been a lot better. Now, J.J. McCarthy has not had a passing touchdown belt the last three weeks. Either he's hurt, something's going on there. I, I, I'm, I don't know. Now, last year the same thing happened. He came out in this game in the second half and went off. But Kyle McCord, Bill, has thrown for 2,900 yards and 22 touchdowns. Okay, he has not been bad. Now, he's been pretty steady. But, Bill, I really think this kid, Cade Stover, the tight end, is going gonna, is gonna to be a weapon for them. And they got Henderson coming back. Maybe they get that running game going. But, Bill, the biggest thing for me last week, uh, Maryland had the Prather kids, uh, or Maryland was able to convert on the outside with Prather and Johnson on them. Okay, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. gets a little bit going in this game. I know it's in the big house, Bill, but I'm going to lean Ohio State. Blick, tell everybody how they can get your shows. Or if you know Joseph, 9 a.m., our last one before Thanksgiving, come join us at 9 a.m. As soon as Bill gets off the air, we'll be there. AYS Sports, wherever you uh, are on social media. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving. There he is, Mr. Blake Rafino. Johnny Crawford. Any officiating items? Johnny Crawford coming up next. Good morning. We still see a little bit of volume coming out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County on 24 up through Antioch. Going westbound on 24, it's still a bit sluggish sometimes. On 65 southbound down through Millersville through that section of Sumner County. It's been in pretty good shape so far on I-40 coming in from Dixon County headed towards uh, uh, Kingston Springs. A little bit of volume at times through uh, the Mount Juliet area on I-40 coming in from Wilson County. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, 
and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. He knows all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King. Long time SEC football official Johnny Crawford joins us Wednesdays. Johnny, once we get here deep in November weather-wise, and you were always in the south, not such a problem perhaps, but does that change your job at all? Do, Do things change stylistically in football for you once we get deep into the regular season? Well, you just got to go out there and perform just like you try to do every game. I never liked really officiating in real cold weather. Uh, the more clothes you put on, the more bulky it is. And it's just, uh, it always felt like I was restricted and cumbersome, but not that that really mattered because, you're, you know, you're not swinging a golf club. But it, it just, uh, my hands always seem to get cold and make it a hard time for me to grab my pencil to write something down or grab the football when I'm throwing it back in. So you just you just probably have to give a, Little extra focus if, if if there's such thing as that. If you can, you know, you ought to be focusing every play. But when it's cold or extremely hot, you just gotta uh, make sure you're prepared for it and deal with it. What is it when you pull out a notepad and jot down something? What usually is being noted there? Well, every time uh, you, as the calling official, you throw your flag, yeah, you're supposed to write down the quarter, the time on the clock, the team the number of the player, and then what the foul was. And then uh, you also keep it up with timeouts. Uh, that's basically what you're writing down because after each game you have a foul report that has to be filled out with 
everybody's fouls on there that turn is. Did we lose Johnny? I think we did. I think we lost Johnny. We'll get him back here. Patton, go get go get Johnny. Hey, Patton, also, can you find that clip I sent you from the Ohio State game where the officials calling out all those names for unsportsmanlike? Yep, 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 yep. I want Johnny to hear that. I don't know if Johnny was watching at the time. I want him to hear this. Johnny Crawford, long-time SEC official, joins us. Each and every Wednesday, post your questions here. I'll get to them. Got several to get to already. And anything's fair game. He is no longer officiating. He retired. Last year was his last year, 20-plus years of doing this in the SEC and prior to that many more years. And remember, we had to be a little bit careful last year because he was still working and employed by the Southeastern Conference. Not the case anymore. Any questions, any disagreements? And, and, Johnny, you were, you were just talking about notepad and what you guys are writing down. Right, yeah, just the, the foul you had, uh, the number, the uh, time on the clock, and you're keeping up with timeouts because all that has to go to a foul report uh, that each uh, game has. It's filled out by the headline judge, and that's turned into the office each week. Jeff, too. Here on the 615, ask Johnny, during a long field goal attempt, if there's an opposing player attempting to catch the ball, if the attempt falls short, if the kicked ball bounces off the top of the opposing player's helmet and goes through, is the kick good or is the ball dead? Huh, you might have me on that one. Uh, <laughs> I haven't yeah, thought of that. I, 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 and see, that's what's so unique about officiating. Uh you know, obviously, I've done it a long time, and most people that are in the uh, college divisions have officiated a long time. But it's just amazing how many times somebody presents something to you, either like a question or a test, that you say, "Man, you know, I've never seen that," and it ha- it happens every year almost. If it if it hits, I, I mean, I, I would say it's good because that's just like to me, it's being blocked at the line. But there again, this player would be standing in the end zone. So it's hitting him in the end zone, hits his helmet and goes through. Right now, I, I would say that would be be good. Now, somebody might look up a rule and find something different, and that's fine. And I'm certainly going to do that uh, later today. But, yeah, to answer the question, I would say if it hit his helmet and went through, it would be good. Johnny, I just found this clip interesting. Were you watching or have you seen a clip of the Ohio State-Maryland game where there's a turnover and the Buckeyes – go in the end zone, six of them, and they pose for a fake picture or something, and they all get unsportsmanlike. And then the the uh, ref is out there calling out the names. Have you ever heard six names in one penalty like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've even seen it happen like uh, you can put – just say you have a, a skirmish out in the middle of the field and players come off the bench – well, as an official, you know, you're trying to get those numbers, but a lot of times it's virtually impossible to get all those numbers, and replay can even help you. But I've been in situations where the referee will say, okay, we're just going to put an unsportsmanlike on the whole team. And you can do it on one team or both teams. So that all that is telling the players, okay, every one of you have an unsportsmanlike foul right now, so if you get another one, you'll be disqualified from the game. 
So, yeah, I, I think, you know, if it was six of them and they had some choreography planned to celebrate, that was the appropriate uh, thing to do. Pat, do you have that clip? Okay, go ahead and play it. It's not that long. Number seven. Number 44. Number 33. Number 10. Number 24. And number seven. And number one. And, Johnny, probably over the air there you couldn't hear it, but you can hear faintly some guy feeding him those numbers, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of times, if you have more than one or two numbers, there'll be an official standing off to the side of the referee as he's making his announcement, just giving him the numbers slowly because you know he he don't want to write them down and look at them. And sometimes you're not going to remember all six numbers. Uh, and you know it could have been on uh, it could have been three on one team and three on the other team. So that's even right. more he has to remember. So yeah, he he's just feeding him the numbers so he'll get them right. Josh up in Pickerington, Ohio, regarding Michigan and Ohio State. Bill asked Johnny how he would handle that game if he were on that crew. Would he warn each team before the game? How would he let things go on in a game like that? No, I I don't think you do any warning before the game. You know, going into that game, the emotions are going to be high. Uh, Very... uh, uh, intensified game, fans, players, coaches. You just got to, in a game like that, usually you just got to let them play. You know, don't get involved in something that's not there. You want the players and the teams to make, uh, determine the outcome of that game. And usually in these high-profile games, most of the time that's how it turns out. They know it's such an important game. They don't do a lot of, uh, you know, ticky-tack stuff that they know will get them in trouble. Now, I've, I, you know, I've had several uh, – Egg Bowl games where before the game, at least two or three times, you know, they're getting a little skirmish out there before the game. Yeah, you got to get in there and break that up. And there again, that's where you can take numbers and uh, assess unsportsmanlike fouls to those players. Yeah, before the game starts, you got to break all that stuff up and not let it uh, get to that fact. But yeah, once it's going, just, just let them play. Try to get in between them real quick, but let the players determine the outcome of the game. Johnny. Your job description, the headline judge, Michigan is known as a very, very physical team, and Ohio State this year is immensely improved on defense, a place that was a problem for them previous several years. Your job in a game like that, judging the trench warfare, would be something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully as an official, you're not going to call that game any different than sure. you call any any game on your schedule. Uh, you're going to let them play. Uh, you're going to call what you see and then determine if it's uh, had an, uh, an effect on the play and if it's at the point of attack. There, there again, it all gets back to just let the let the players play football. You might let a few things th- things go because you don't want to get involved. And I'm not talking about anything that involves safety. Anything right. that you see that's a foul that has to do with the player's safety, you're going to call it regardless of where it happened on the field or what the score is or what time it is or anything. You're always going to call that. It's the fouls that just don't uh, have an effect on the play. Let them play. And, you know, going into the game, like I said earlier, it's, going to, it's an intense environment, and you've got to just slow down even more as an official, let everybody else get excited. You've got to stay calm and do what you're getting paid to do. 
Sammy in Hatton, Alabama, you just mentioned this. Ever do a Egg Bowl, Johnny, which obviously you have, and are there any particularly uh, interesting memories that come to mind? Well, like I said, a couple of them I know has happened a couple of times at uh, at both schools, whichever school was the home team. Uh, right. They, you know, those people just don't like each other. There's a couple of skirmishes, and, you know, that's where sometimes you can even get replay involved. Even before the game, if they were filming, they might not have been filming then. But, uh, you know, you, those those memories stand out. I mean, I don't remember any particular – there have always been some good games, but I don't remember any particular game that stands out as just being an over-the-top uh, f- football game. It's just going into that game, you know what can happen. It's just like the Georgia-Florida game, the Iron Bowl this week. All those rival games that uh, happen – uh, you just got to kind of be aware, keep your head on the swivel, kind of maybe look for things that you normally don't look for sometimes. Sometimes in those games, things will go on uh, at the bottom of a pile, and you might not see it, and you got to really be looking for that in those particular games. Mike the Mad Dog Noonan, Georgia, wants to know what takes so long when a play is under further review. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes they can review and it takes about 30 seconds. I think the most times it takes a little while is when they've overturned a call because then they have to look back. They have to get the yard line correct. They have to get the clock correct. The chains might have already moved, and they might have to find out, well, where were the chains? Those are the things that enter into it that I think a lot of fans don't realize, but I agree sometimes it's like even on the field as an official, you're thinking – Okay, if it's in that situation, you know what they're looking at. But sometimes you're thinking, you know, you know, what are they looking at? Because uh, you've seen the replay up on the board. But most of the times it's when they've overturned it and they're just making sure they're putting the ball back in the right place with the right time on the clock. D. Cravey, Bill asked Johnny what his overall thoughts are on the rule changes that were implemented this season for college football. Yeah, well, the main one, uh, one of the main ones was the clock. And, and, you know, we've talked about it numerous times. I think as the season has progressed, I don't even think that's been a subject. I haven't heard it on TV, commentators or anything. It's just like several years ago when it was a foul, if you took your helmet off. You know, all the players would score a touchdown and take their helmet off. Once they get used to it, uh, it, it, it just becomes normal. The targeting, I know targeting now is still can be questionable to some people and some players and some coaches, but uh, most of the people kind of now know what targeting is, where they see it. But any rule change that takes place, it's just going to take some time to get used to. And I think once it's uh, progressed during the season, the players and the fans and the coaches, they get used to it. And I, I don't think there's been any issues with any changes this year that I remember. Right. Right, a Buckeye in Texas. Ask Johnny if he's ever disqualified a player before the game got started. No, not before the game get, got started. And a couple of those skirmishes I'm talking about, I would write down some numbers, and obviously those players would, would get an unsportsman night foul assessed already. So they knew if they got another one during the game, they would be, be disqualified. No, I've, I've never disqualified one uh, before the game. But, as you've told us, you guys take jurisdiction of that field in that game 90 minutes prior, so it could happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it could happen. And they put in a new rule a year or two ago. All the players would come out there, the special team people and even people just stretching. They, a lot of times they would just have on T-shirts and their helmets. 
well, a lot of schools don't have numbers on their helmets, and the T-shirts didn't have numbers. You know, so, you know, we made that known if something happens, how are we going to identify a player? He doesn't have a number on. So, yeah, they made a rule a couple of years ago. They've got to have, if they're in a T-shirt, that T-shirt has to have their number on it so we can have some way to identify them. Georgia Dog down on the Emerald Coast wants to know, team substituting with a playcock counting down and the player running on the field runs extremely slow trying to force the offense to take a timeout. Yeah, I've seen a couple of that this year. Uh, they've got to do something about that, or or either each individual referee just has to step up and say, okay, I've given him enough time. He should have been off the field. I know what you're doing, and just go ahead and start the clock. Uh, yeah, they. I know exactly what you're talking about, just jogging off. But if he determines that the defense is taking too long, they'll assess a delay of game uh, foul on the uh, defense. And in the, in the other case, if the offense is taking too long, they, did, they can do the same thing. But, yeah, I think that's something they're going to have to maybe address and look at over the offseason. That does seem to be a relatively new tactic, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I'm thinking is they could put in the rule where they just have to run off on the defensive side of the ball. Johnny, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I hope everyone in your listeners has a happy Thanksgiving. I know God's blessed me, and I just have a lot of things to be thankful for. Appreciate all your help, Bill. There he is. Mr. Johnny Crawford. Just incredible. I don't know. I'm a wordsmither, right? I don't have the words to describe how good he is. Top of the hour. Kevin Hayden. TJ also hour number three. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Really not too bad right now as we check it out live out here on 65 down through Madison. There's a little bit of volume on 65 southbound down through Millersville through that section of Sumner County. Still positive right now on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Normally it'd be a little bit heavier on 24 coming out of Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Nashville. Again, uh, lots and lots of radar out here. Give yourself plenty of extra time. Don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality 
Quality Self-Care Oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Who's grumpy this morning? <laughs> coach, so, I'm not grumpy. John, I mean, hey, John. Yeah. Pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself in a better mood. <laughs> I'll do my best, coach. Thanks for the pep talk. Okay. You just you just made a promo for him. <laughs> right. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The arena of ideas is now open for your telephonic interactions. 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Royal Dog in Cochran, Georgia. Wants to know, hey Bill, would Johnny give Dan, that'd be Wolverine Dan, a foul for his stuffing? White Castle stuffing, probably. I didn't want to bring that up to Johnny. I maybe he hadn't had breakfast yet. I didn't. I didn't want to ruin his breakfast. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. Didn't want to completely just ruin his day with. Hey, Johnny, ever tried that White Castle stuffing? That just seemed inappropriate. Just didn't seem right. Josh up in Picktown, Ohio. Bill, have I said bleep T-T-U-N lately? I need to make sure I'm staying on top of the hate, Bill. I don't know that you've said it in the last couple of days to us on this show, but we know where you stand. There's no misunderstanding about where you are when it regards that topic. There's no debate. Nobody's saying in the audience, I wonder what Josh thinks about Michigan. Wonder if he's lukewarm, kind of likes him secretly. No, nobody thinks that. You're not going to be misunderstood. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. Top of the hour, we'll have Kevin Hagan with us talking – Alabama, looking forward to that. Kevin Hagan talking Alabama. Iron Bowl coming up. I'm very excited about that. That is the 2.30 CBS game. And then TJ, TJ Pittenger, 
There's a game in Hogtown. There's a game in Hogtown. It's Florida State, Florida. Florida has not had a good year at all. But this right here, if they could pull off this upset, would certainly make that a happy place. Number one, you'd be beating your enemy. That is mighty big. Number two, you would absolutely ruin and collapse Florida State's season by preventing them a shot at the playoffs. That right there deletes them. That right there cancels them. If you're old enough to ever get for Christmas an exasketch, and you know on that exasketch the only way to clear the slate is you have to shake it, right? Remember that? About 70, 90, 100 years ago? The exasketch, you remember that. That would do that to Florida State. You shake it, they're done. That's going to take a heck of an effort to pull that off. Let's acknowledge that. But, yeah, there is a huge, huge, huge game down in Hogtown. And I'm ready for it. No, Kev. Bill, when Dan first told us that recipe, I heard three or four more times on different radio stations that week. What? What? So, what do you say? No, Kev, up in uh, Chicago. What do you? What are you inferring that somebody heard that and just copied it? That probably happens. Because there's no, there's no way somebody else had an original call like Dan called this show a couple of years ago and said, I've got a fantastic recipe for you guys. It involves going to your local grocer, go to the frozen foods, pull out a pack of White Castle burgers, throw them out, chop them up, add a little celery, some thyme, some rosemary. I don't know what all he said. Salt, pepper. Chuck it in the middle of that bird. It's exquisite, Bill. There's no way anybody else had that on their show other than thefting it, which is which is fine from this show. There's no way. Yeah, no way. Georgia dog. Bill, review from the cooking channel on White Castle stuffing. Says, I served it to my family without telling them what it was, and overall, the consensus was that it was delicious. After telling them what it was, everybody was shocked, but still agreed it was one of the best. That is, if if you're going to pull that stunt on your family, yes, you don't need to tell them what that is, because that ruins it. It could be... Let's just make believe that could be one of the most delicious things ever. You cannot sell that to your wife. There's no way. I don't know how many of you were there. I know Vaughn Broadnax was. I believe Aliquippa Bob was. But a couple of years ago, at Commitments, and I don't remember what year, but maybe three years ago. Again, Vaughn, I do remember Vaughn because Vaughn tried it. Wolverine Dan brought the White Castle stuffing. And I tried it. It was it was okay. It wasn't gross at all. No, I tried it. I'll, I'll try anything. 
And when it comes to food, I'll, I'll give you one shot. And it wasn't bad at all. I don't know if I'd order it up or take my time to make it. Probably wouldn't, but it was fine. It was definitely not gross. I wasn't gagging after I shoveled some in. No, it was sitting there. Remember, it was sitting there on the table, and you folks who were there, several of you took a bite. No, Kev said, Bill, other people do the same recipe, but I just never heard of it before Dan said it. Mike the Mad Dog said, Bill, unfortunately, we do not have White Castle in Georgia. We have Crystal. So we use that for stuffing. But I'm sure the recipe is similar. Kevin Edgar, top of the hour. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. A couple of accidents out here getting some attention. It's still not too bad as far as accidents on 24 right now. Coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. A little bit of volume up through the Hickory Hollow area. Uh, well, lots of radar out here. More radar than anything. Actually uh, spotted earlier on I-40 in parts of Mount Juliet and also in parts of Dixon County as well. Up and down I-40 near 840. Hey, don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. Check them out online. SeeRockCity.com I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com Dealing with Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dinner with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 West End Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. 
Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in Las Vegas as the Raiders welcome the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders have Jacobs and Devontae on offense and a monster on the D in Max Crosby. Mahomes and the Chiefs will always move the chain swiftly, thanks to Travis Kelsey. He's in! Touchdown, Kansas City! It's the Chiefs and the Raiders, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. exclusively on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, Yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. Commitments where Dan brought the stuffing was the one couple of years ago where we had to move it to February. Where we moved it to February. And because there's some pictures here, etc. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. This year we moved it just two days. Commitments is the 14th and 15th of December. We're not, what, less than a month out on that. Thursday, Friday, December 14, 15 at the Omni. I'm still waiting on that link from good friend Music City, Todd. When we get that, I'll post that for you. But commitments just around the corner from the lovely Omni Hotel. Cannot wait. Yeah, cannot wait. Jeff, two posts here on Twitter. Bill, here's a video that I posted from that event, which was February 2nd, 2022. Yeah, it's when I, it's, it's, it's actually a video where I tried the Wolverine Dan stuffing. Was not bad at all. That wasn't bad. Josh in Picktown. By the way, Buckeye and Brenda talking about egg noodles. That's something I've not tried. I don't think we've ever made it. She said it's delicious. She actually sent me an email with a recipe. Said it's good. Josh up in Picktown. Bill, I make sourdough stuffing with chicken stock, celery, onion, and lots of sage. I love sourdough bread. You want me to tell you how much I love sourdough bread? About 30 minutes ago... I got hungry. I typically do not eat during the show. During one of the breaks, which are only three minutes, I had avocado toast, and the toast was sourdough bread. Love it. I absolutely love sourdough. Sandwiches, make garlic bread with it. Garlic bread, which is sourdough, is so good. I mean, 
absolutely delicious. They're gorgeous. Allen in Tampa. Bill, I wouldn't eat White Castle by themselves, much less shoved up a turkey. I think you speak for most people. This comes up every Thanksgiving. We we have fun with it. Kevin Hagan, in about seven minutes, we talk Alabama with him. Alabama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl on Saturday, right after the game. Yeah, the game will be on Fox. The Iron Bowl will be on CBS. Love it. Allen in Tampa. Bill, I like cornbread dressing. That's all. I was doing a show in Arkansas. They asked me the one thing that I don't like. There's nothing I dislike about Thanksgiving food. But if you ask me what's most important, and I think I'm maybe in the minority's gravy. My wife makes incredible gravy. And I smother everything in it. It does not matter what it is. I smother everything in it. And my wife makes extra gravy. I don't know if – I think I've told you guys about this. She makes extra gravy so I can have some weeks and weeks after that. And you know how she stores it? She freezes it in the ice cube little containers, right? You know how you make your ice cubes? Like the old-fashioned ways, you got that little tray thing or whatever, and you put water in it, it freezes, there's your ice cubes. She does that with the gravy. It could be March or April. I'll be eating something and decide, you know, I want some of that gravy. I'll pull one out of the freezer, just one of those little cubes, heat it up in the microwave, put it over the food. It is absolutely delectable. Yeah, she, she freezes it like ice cubes. It's so good. So that's that's the one. Alakripa Bob, Bill, I make chestnut cranberry stuffing. That is out of the world for Thanksgiving. I never have any leftovers, Bill. I don't think I've had that either. Buckeye Brenda, Bill, here's the cut egg noodles drying elite, in my humble opinion. I make my own sourdough bread from my own starter, too. Wow. I'm going to retweet that. Egg noodles. I wonder. I'm sure I would like it. I, I have not had that before. I have not. I, I don't think I've ever, unless, I just don't think I've had it. I'm going to ask Michelle about it. Since we're all in the Wilco kiosk today, I'll ask her about it. See what she thinks. Kevin Egan coming up. TJ, TJ next hour too. Florida State and Florida down in Hogtown. We'll kick that one around. Just a reminder, we're off tomorrow, Thanksgiving. We're off Friday. Be back on Monday. Yeah, we'll be back Monday. You want a sad thought? After today's show, the next show we do, the regular season of the playing portion of the season is over. I can't I can't come to grips with that. You know how there are times in life where the truth, you just can't come to grips with it? That's one of them right there. 
Well, we're back Monday after this next hour. The regular season is done. That's depressing. Kevin Hagan when we come back. <laughs>